all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ah, feel the whoa with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. Come on, everybody. Come on, everybody. It is Monday night. It's time to command you day and command you week with the power of prayer. Come on in. In just about 60 seconds or so, we're going to be adding our Instagram fan, but I wanted to get on to you first, give you an opportunity to share. When you share, people get saved. Let's increase our reach. We're in this thing together. We want to see a thousand people, 1,000 people give their lives to the Lord that we're able to record this year. How does that happen? You share, people get saved. It's just that simple. So share it on your Facebook page. Share the Twitter link, share the YouTube link, wherever you're at. And don't just share. Make sure you also subscribe to get connected to everything. It's 7 o'clock on the dot. Let's add our Instagram fam. We are live everywhere. Come on, everybody. Come on in. Like this video. Tell me where you're watching from and share this video. You know what? I don't, I don't like the way this collar looks. I hate collars that come out like that. I hate that. Listen, <laughs> I just like that they look. Come on in. And let me know where you're watching from. We're going to do roll call in just a moment. Aurora, I get to see, I see you some more. Aurora, I see you. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Everybody, everywhere, let me know where you are watching from as you come in on all of our different platforms. Jacksonville, Florida, good to see you. San Antonio, Texas, Tejas, good to see you. Let's go, let's go. Come on in, everybody. Let me know where you're watching from. Kim Carroll, good to see you. Tampa, Aurora, good to see you. Let's go. Every platform, everywhere. ATL, good to see you there on one of the Facebook pages. Good to see you uh, from ATL, South Carolina. Welcome. Naperville, Illinois. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Go on in, everybody. Alabama, shalom, y'all. I love it. Houston, H-Town, traveling. Be safe as you travel. Omaha, Nebraska, good to see you. Brookhaven, that's ATL, good to see you. Come on in, everybody. Let me know where you are watching from. Indiana, Denver, good to see you. Let's go. Colorado, let's go. Speak to me. Let me know where you are watching from as you come in on all of our different platforms tonight. Uh, while you're coming in Columbus, Georgia, that's an hour south of, is it south? Yes, it's an hour south of Atlanta. As you're coming in, let me say this. Um, if you don't have our app, make sure that you get our app. Our app is the number one, hands down, best way to stay connected. How do you get it? You simply text the word HARVEST to the phone number 877-552-4746, and you'll be able to get our app that way and stay connected that way. Can I get a few of you to type that on the various platforms? And again, make sure that you share Detroit. Good to see you. ATL, good to see you. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Um, um, let me also say this. is Speaking of ATL, if you are an ATL, uh, come on, it's going to be a good Monday. Yes, it is. I love it. Um, if if um, you are in ATL, um, we have uh, intentionally not yet uh, released our next set of dates for our in-person experiences in ATL to everybody is traveling. This is 
Um, they have said one of the highest travel times in the history of the nation. And of course, that's because for virtually two years, many people didn't travel, didn't go places. And so there's this pent up travel. Um, and so there's so many components and things that flow into that. And so we will be releasing that very soon. I'm super excited about that. If you're at ATL, we'd love for you to be a part of the Harvest Search Atlanta launch team. How do you find out more about that? Text H-C-A-T-L to 877-552-4746. And you'll be able to stay connected to all things related to, um, to Harvest Church Atlanta and us coming into that era. I'm excited about it. Hey, Houston, good to see you. Let's go, Aurora, good to see you. Come on in, y'all. Let me know where you're watching from. Third thing I want to say real quickly, if you missed yesterday's message, do yourself a favor and get the podcast. Go back listen to it, go back and watch it. Uh, if you were at our church yesterday, um, right, tickets are up, but if you look in like August and, and, and so on, they are, um, you'll see that the prices will be getting subsided, which is good news. West Spencer, good to see you. Parker, good to see you. Um, let me say this. Um, if you missed yesterday's message, do yourself a favor and go and take a look at yesterday's uh, message. You can look at the podcast. You can also uh, um, or listen to the podcast. Look at it on, in our app, on YouTube, Facebook. All of that is available. Um, if you were at church yesterday on campus or online, can, can you let me know which experience you were at? If it was both, put both. If it was the 915, just drop a 9. If it was the 1115, drop an 11. If it was the 5 o'clock, drop a five. If it was the seven o'clock, drop a seven. Um, um, those two replays on Sunday evenings, we're seeing more and more people that are connecting to those, which is awesome. Um, I see several both. Uh, I see some nines. Uh, let me tell you, both were amazing. They both ended differently. They both ended differently. And I encourage you to definitely take a look. We were talking about grief. And we're going to pray a little bit about that um, tonight. We're going to finish praying as we started this month, praying for the realm of your soul. Um, we're going to do that, um, which is your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. But we're also uh, going to talk a little bit about grief. Can, can, can I get you to tell me what stood out to you most from yesterday's message? While we're giving folks an opportunity to come in and get connected. Um, what stood out to you most from yesterday's message? Y'all talk to me. What stood out to you most? From yesterday's message, the nine and the seven, I love it. Um, what stood out to you most from yesterday's message? Both, come on, Elijah says, both on fire. Let's go. 9 15, 11 15. Unbelievable, absolutely amazing. Come on here. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, what stood out to you from yesterday's message? What stood out to you? Thank you, Pastor. Uh, Pastor Leon, you first, uh, first, uh, uh, badge sewn over here on the Bishop Foreman IG. Appreciate you, man. Got all right. Um, there's got to be a funeral. Something has to die. That's good. Hey, South Carolina. What's going on, Ray? Your pastor's glad to see you. How to tell when you're grieving. That's good. Acceptance as a choice. The symptoms of grieving. This is good. This is really good. How grief can affect your whole body. This is really good. Writing it down, all of our griefs and tossing it away. This is good. Accepting that, uh, accepting it was what it was. That is really good. You grieve more than death. Yes. But one of the things that I think is so interesting is that for most people, they only think of grief in the concept of a natural death, someone exiting the earth. Um, but the reality is grief is our natural response to loss of any kind, even if it's a good loss. All right. So you can lose, for example, you could lose bad friends and then been grieving that you lost those bad friends because what you're grieving is the comfort. How long Samuel grieved over Saul. This is good. You cannot build an altar around your grief. That is good. Help with grief, letting go, symptoms of grief. 
all right, the five stages of grief recovery. There's a Jesse on the other side, yes, of the release of your grief. And what is Jesse? Jesse literally means, it means God's gift. There's a gift on the other side of grief. There's a gift on the other side of grief, but in between grief and the gift is a go. In between grief and the gift is a go. So amazing, I wanna encourage you, we're gonna cover some of that in prayer tonight, but I wanna encourage you to go back, watch that message or listen to that podcast again, because it's gonna really speak life into your life. How many of you wave at me from yesterday's message you learned that you have some areas that you are in fact grieving or were let's use our words carefully that you were grieving i want you to make that past tense um even if you feel like you're still in it i want you to make that past tense life and death and the power of the tongue the bible says that we are in the image and likeness of god and what does god do he calls things that be not as though they were all right um this is good this is good i see come on i see several hands several hands um, that's another good point. Grief can be paradoxical because you can be grieving over something that's good. Like if a bad relationship ends, that's a good thing. But grief can have you. I don't want him back. I don't want him back. I don't want this. Are you anime Bullock if you don't come on him? All right, this is good. The example of Bishop Bright, right? That was at the eleven fifteen. I said nothing about that at the nine fifteen. This is why. Um, this is why you gotta you gotta catch them both. Like if you come to the nine, you gotta watch the eleven fifteen later, vice versa. If you watch one, you gotta watch them vice versa, because they never come out exactly the same. I am not reading a manuscript. Um, that's why I don't call my messages sermons. I call them life giving messages because God is speaking, um, and and I give Him the microphone. I'm just the vessel. All right. However, the grieving, the idea of what I wanted, not the reality of what it was. That is really, really good. That is really, really good. Several hands. Uh, uh, you can have you uh, clumsy. That's so true. That's good. Several hands. Um, the fifth stage of grief, acceptance, right, which is a choice. We're going to cover a lot of that in prayer. I just want to encourage you to make sure that you go back and watch or listen to that message. How do you do that? Get it in our app. How do you get the app? Text Harvest, 877-552-4746. Every platform, let's pray. Father, we honor you. We bless you, sir. Thank you for this day. Thank you that this is the day that you have made, and we make a conscious decision, a choice to rejoice and be made glad in it. God, we say happy way tonight in prayer. We literally ask you, God, to tell us what to pray. Give us the words to say. Like Isaiah prayed, give me the tongue of the learned. In other words, let me speak in a way that is above what I even have the intellect, above what I even have the dialect, above what I even have uh, the prospect to be able to articulate in an intelligent way, Father. We pray that you would give us the words to say, and that you would literally speak to us what we are to pray tonight. We ask that you forgive us, Father, for all of our sin, that committed knowingly and unknowingly. Forgive us for our iniquity, which is generational sin that's passed down and around that we were supposed to be the interruption to, but we may be perpetuated. Forgive us tonight, God for our sin. That means where we've made mistakes, where we've missed the mark. And forgive us tonight, God, even for our transgression, where we willfully deviated from what we knew to be right. We ask that you would forgive us tonight in the name of Jesus. And tonight, God, we thank you for this privilege that we have to pray. This is a privilege. It is not a right. It is something that we get to do, not something that we have to do. So, Father, we don't approach your throne with a sense of entitlement. We approach your throne with humility. And simultaneously, we approach your throne with boldness. You said in Proverbs 28 that the righteous are as bold as a lion. You said that you, Father, uh, would grant us favor and mercy in our time of need. So tonight, God, we thank you. And we can boldly approach the throne of grace and obtain mercy and favor in our time of need. Father, we let you know tonight that we need you. Father, we don't just need your comfort, but we need your correction.
We don't just need, God, uh, your love, but we also need the lesson. We don't just need, God, your woo, but we also, Father, uh, need wisdom. Father, we thank you that you are the God that we need. God means source. It means supply. We tell you tonight, God, you are our supply. We do not look to any other source to be our supply but you. Money is a resource. It is not our source. Relationships are a resource. They are not our source. People are a resource. They are not our source. Things are a resource. They are not our source. We tell you tonight, God, that you are our source. And for that, we say thank you in the name of Jesus. You are the God that supplies. You are Jireh, Jehovah Jireh. You are the Lord that provides. You are the Lord that supplies. And for this, we say thank you. You have never failed us. You have never let us down. You've never been unreliable. You've never not done what you said you were going to do. You have been faithful. You have been consistent. You have been reliable. And for this, we say thank you tonight. We magnify you. The psalmist said, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. What does this mean? We focus on you. We do not focus on what is not going right. We focus on you. We do not focus on what's frustrating us. We focus on you. We do not frustrate on who or what is against us. We focus on you. And when we magnify you, we discover that you were bigger in the first place, that you were greater in the first place, that you were more significant in the first place. And from this, we say thank you. We tell you, Lord, that you are amazing, that you are incredible. Worship means to give something worth. It comes from the Anglo-Saxon word worthship. In other words, it is our assignment of worth. And we let you know, Father, that you are worthy to us. That to us, God, we find no fault with you. We find no issue with you. If there's an issue, God, it's with us. It is not with you. If there's a challenge, it is with us. It is not with you. You are perfect in all your ways. You are our Father. Come on, y'all pray with me. You are our Father. That means you are our life giver. And the wisdom that you give, Father, it sustains us for a lifetime. It sustains us for a lifetime. And we tell you thank you. We let you know tonight, Father, that as we pray, that we have great expectation and anticipation that you hear us. And not only do you hear us, God, but you respond. Not only do you hear us, but you answer. You said, sir, that the promises of God, that they are yes and they are amen. That means that the answer is yes and I agree. Yes, and I agree. Yes, and I agree. And for this, God, we thank you. You said, Father, in your word that the prayers of the righteous availeth much. That means they get things done. That the prayer, the effective and fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. Father, so we thank you that tonight as we pray, we be effective. We thank you that as we pray tonight, God, that we would be uh, uh, passionate in our prayers. That we'd be fervent in our prayer. That we would not be in a passive posture. I rebuke passivity in prayer. Come on, y'all. I rebuke passivity in prayer. And we declare that tonight, God, that we would be aggressive in prayer. Come on, y'all take that word aggressive. That we would be aggressive in prayer. That means that we would be like Jacob. When Jacob wrestled with you, the scripture says, God, that he literally was so aggressive that he says to you, I will not let you go until you release a blessing. The word pray means to ask. So when Jacob said, I won't let you go until you bless me, he was really praying. He was being aggressive. And tonight, God, we take on that same posture. We will not let go until we see what we pray for. We will not let go until we possess what we pray for. We will not let go 
until we're walking in it, until we're living in it, until we are driving it, until we are experiencing it, until we live in it, until we are in it. We will not let go. In the name of Jesus, we will be aggressive in prayer and we will see great results. And we declare, Father, over these next six months, that as our prayer intensifies, that, Father, that our results would intensify, that as our prayer increases, Father, that our possession would increase, that as our prayer goes to another level, that our lives would go to another level. We literally get to ask you, we get to go above everybody's head and go to you. We get to go above every boss. We get to go above every owner. We get to go above every leader. We get to go above every person in a high seat. And we get to go to you. And you said that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. What does that mean? This entire earth belongs to you. Not just this earth, but this galaxy and this universe. It belongs to you. And you said, sir, that everything that is in it belongs to you, which means there is nothing that is in the earth that is not under your ability to command. This is why you said in your word concerning the works of your hands, command us. Uh, we are to command the works of your hands. We are to command the works of your hands. That's Isaiah 45 and 11, that we are to command the works of your hands. And this is what we do. There is nothing in the earth that is not under the ability for you to command it. There is no sickness that is under the ability of that is not under your command. There is no illness that is not under your command. There is no government that is not under your command. Father, prayer invites heaven to invade what's happening in the earth. So tonight, God, we pray that our prayers would be supernatural. Come on, y'all. We pray that our prayers would be supernatural, that we would see results that we cannot attribute to ourselves, that you would turn the hearts of people that we cannot attribute to ourselves, that you would change results where we cannot attribute to ourselves, that you would change doctor's reports that we cannot attribute to ourselves, that you would change financial reports and increase them that we cannot attribute to ourselves, that you would change family situations, that we cannot attribute to ourselves, that you would change careers, that we can't attribute to ourselves, that you would change circles, that we cannot attribute to ourselves because there is nothing in the universe that is not subject to your command, but we must through prayer invite you to get involved. This is why you said whatever we bind on earth, it's found in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth, it is loose in heaven. You made it clear that you will not involve yourself in the affairs of the earth unless we invite you in. I need you to pray with me. So tonight, God, we invite you in. Please, every platform, say, I invite you in. I invite you in. We invite you in, God. We don't need you to just be a spectator. We don't need you to take a, a passenger seat. We don't need you to sit in the back seat. Father, we say take over. You are not a God that takes sides. You are a God that takes over. You are not a God that sits over here or over there. You are the God that gets in the front and you make it happen. We invite you in to invade the affairs of our lives. Invade the affairs of our lives. Invade the affairs of our lives. Invade our finances. Invade our families, invade our faith, invade our future, 
invade our thought process, invade every part of every person that we need to favor us. We invite you in and we believe that once you are on the scene and in Ball, Father, that it shall improve, that it shall be better forever. It shall be better forever. So tonight, Father, come on, y'all pray with me. We're about to come up for breath. We cast every care upon you. We cast everything we came in the prayer in worried about on you. We cast everything that was worrying us. We cast that at your feet tonight. And we say, handle it. We say, take over. We say, take over. We say, take over. We say, take over. And we invite you in. In Jesus' name we pray. Every business owner, you put this, I invite you in my business. Tell the Lord, I invite you in my business. I invite you in my business. I invite you in my business. Every family, every head of every household, put that on the screen. I invite you in my household. I invite you in my household. If you're married, I invite you in my marriage. If, if, if you if you are, 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 are work at a particular place, I invite you in my place of employment. I invite you in. He will not come in where he is not invited. That is the rule of the earth. Uh, Genesis says, 126, let us make man in our image and let them have dominion over the earth, which means, hear me, whatever platform you're on, God says, listen, unless you invite him in, it's on you. It's on you. It's on you. Unless you invite him in, it's on you. And I don't know about you. Listen, if I got a supernatural God, that has the ultimate authority over everything. Oh, I want him to run it. Run that. Run that. Come on. Run that. Run that. Run that, God. Run that, God. Run that. Listen, if you're just coming in, um, do this. Make sure you like the video. Tell me where you're watching from and share. When you share, people could say, we are in this together, guys, and we want to see 1,000 people come to the Lord and give their lives to the Lord, and we're going to see that happen, and to make that happen, I need for you to make sure that you share, right? So if you haven't shared, share. Uh, you can tag people, invite them into prayer. Every Monday night, we gather for one hour to pray on a variety of different social platforms, and we've been doing it like this uh, for a while now, and we've been consistent. We have not missed one night um, one Monday night, we've not missed it. Even if I was traveling, no matter where I was in the world, um, uh, we have not missed one Monday night. All right. Listen, so um, I want to do a few things real quickly at the beginning and the onset of prayer. Um, there's three types of prayer. If you've been with me for a while, you know them. One is to pray. That's the means to ask. This is what you do for yourself. Number two, it is to intercede. This is when you pray for somebody that is not saved, that is not saved. Um, John chapter nine makes it clear that anybody that is not a Christian, that their prayer is not heard except for the prayer of salvation. And then number three, it is um, supplication. This is like when you pray for another believer, you pray for another Christian, all right? Somebody say, our bishop is consistent. So you're right. Listen, uh, and th that, that's just so important to me, all right? to be consistent because sometimes the best thing you can do as a leader is, is just be consistent. Matter of fact, I want to pray for everybody's consistency tonight. All right. How many of you wave at me? Be honest with me. If sometimes your consistency can kind of waver a little bit, just wave at me. If sometimes you're consistent and it's not everybody, but if you know, sometimes your consistency can waver a little bit. Um, I, that, that is, that is, that is uh, something that I have trained myself to do. And I'm always striving to get better. Always trying to get better, um, but but when I when I when I decide I'm doing something, oh, I'm gonna be consistent in what I decide I'm gonna do. Um, I want to cover your consistency. 
Um, what you conquer is what you will be consistent to. What you'll conquer is what you'll be consistent to. Um, there's a scripture in the Bible where it talks about Elisha. And the king comes to Elisha and he says, oh, my God, I'm so worried. We're going to lose this battle. And Elisha gives the king instructions. He says, listen, I want you to take this arrow and I want you to strike the ground. He only strikes it a few times. And the Bible says, and the man of God got angry with him. Um, the man of God got angry with him. Let me give you that scripture. That's 2 Kings chapter 13. Second uh, Kings 13, verse 19. The man of God got angry with him and says, well, you should have kept being consistent. He says, you only struck the ground a few times. He said, had you kept doing this, he says, you would have had total victory. He says, but you're not going to conquer them because you weren't consistent. Um, and I need y'all to hear me. Consistency is not just about consistency conceptually. It's about consistency in the right things. Because sometimes you can be consistent, but you're consistent in the wrong thing. You're consistent in putting something off. Because the second thing the Lord told me to pray for tonight after consistency, you ready? It, it deal, procrastination. We're going to kill that procrastination tonight. Um, but first, let's deal with consistency. I see several hands. No judgment. Let's hit it in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray for consistency. Consistency is nothing more than faithfulness. It means that I keep doing the right thing, even if it seems like I'm getting the wrong result. Come on, y'all. It means that I keep doing the right thing, even if it seems like I am doing the, uh, getting the wrong result. I'm not getting the desired result. I'm not getting what I want to see. It's not happening fast enough. It seems like somebody else is getting ahead or somebody else is winning. Tonight, Father, I pray that we would remain consistent, that we would remain faithful, that we would remain diligent. Here it is, in the right things. Y'all come on here. In the right things, Father, in the things of God, that we would remain consistent. And our consistency would cause us to conquer in every area of our lives that our consistency would cause us to win in every area of our lives, that our consistency, just like in 2 Kings chapter 13, you said, had the king kept striking, he would have had complete victory. I prayed that we would strike, and I prayed that we would strike again. I prayed that we would hit, and I prayed that we would hit again until we win. I prayed that we would continue, and we would remain consistent, in the right things, consistent in the things of God. I come against any mentalities that would try to interrupt or break our consistency. And I pray that tonight, Father, that in these next six months, the second half of this year, our consistency would go to another level and we would see complete and total victory. What is that? Our desired outcome, our desired results in every single area of our life, that we'd see it in our fitness, that we'd see it in our finances, that we'd see it in our families, and we see it in our faith, that we'd see it in our future. I pray that we would be consistent. Consistent is Consistency is a mentality. Consistency is a mentality. Consistency is a mentality. Consistency, because it's a mentality, that means that consistency is in fact a spirit, because spirit in the word of God, it means mindset. Which means, Father, that if we have a mindset of consistency, we have a spirit of consistency to the right things. And we thank you for it now. In Jesus' name. Can I get you to type these words? I am consistent to the right things. And it's so important that last part is on there. Because if that last part is not on there, you can become consistent at giving up. There are some people where I see as a shepherd, 
I see some people they are consistent at being inconsistent. That, that's the one thing they're good at is not being not being consistent. That cannot be you. That cannot be you. It cannot be that the one thing you're good at is you start out great and then you fall off. That cannot be you. It cannot be that you rise up and then you constantly drop down. That cannot be you. The other day, I was as I was talking um, with Bishop Bright, and we're about to pray for um, um, procrastination second. The other day, as I was talking to Bishop Bright, I was exercising, and I talked about this a little bit at 11.15 yesterday. Um, and you can watch the full experience. It's in our app. So on YouTube, it's just the message, right? It's just the message, and then right after that, the invitation. But on uh, our app, you can watch the full experience. Same thing with Facebook. You can watch the full experience. So it's music, announcements, all that. Is there, and um, and so as we were talking about that, we were talking about consistency, and he was talking about. He says, you know, you have been very consistent, and I was talking about how at our very very first um, service, um, May twentieth, two thousand six, it was a Saturday night. Uh, we had invited, I invited every dancer, I invited every, um, you know, mimer, whatever that you could possibly find, every rapper, singer, everybody you can find. And over 100 people uh, at that first service. And then that next week, y'all, it was seven or eight people that were there. And I preached to that seven or eight, like it was seven or 8,000. I was consistent. I was consistent. I was consistent. I can remember sometimes looking out of my window and looking, and looking at what was in the parking lot. And I was like, oh my God. But I was consistent. And I only share that with you uh, to say that consistency, it, before we pray for um, um, procrastination, Consistency is developed, you ready, during challenges. I want to pray that when you're challenged, that you do not use that as an excuse to break your consistency. Come on, y'all. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray right now, Father, that we do not let challenges break our consistency. Come on, y'all. But that we let challenges make us more consistent. Our challenges are what determines whether or not we are really consistent. And I pray that, Father, even when we are challenged, that we would not use that as an excuse. We would not use that as a reason to break our consistency. I pray in the name of Jesus in these next six months that when we are challenged, that instead of pulling back, Father, that we go harder that we go more intense. You said, Father, that you take no pleasure in anybody that draws back. You take no pleasure uh, in anyone that draws back. So we declare that we will not be those that draw back, but we will be those that press forth. That's Hebrews 10, 38. You said, but if any man draw back, you will have no pleasure in him. So I pray, God, that even when we're challenged, how many of you right now, you're dealing with the challenge? If that's you, put a one on the screen. If that's you, put a one on the screen. Watch me. You got. You may have 99 problems, but consistency ain't one. Come on here. That's why I need you to put a one on the screen. You may feel like you have 99 problems, but consistency cannot be one. You will remain consistent. You will remain consistent in the midst of challenges. You will remain, here it is, motivated. Mm. In the midst of challenges, you will remain motivated in the midst of challenges. You will remain passionate in the midst of challenges. You will remain steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, even when you are challenged. I rebuke the quit that will try to rise up in you. I rebuke the, the punk out that will try to rise up in you. 
I rebuke physical ailments. I rebuke physical ailments that would try to rise up in order to break your motivation, to break your consistency, that would try to break your motivation so that you come up with an excuse instead of evolve. That will not be the story of your life these next six months. These next six months will be your game-changing months. They will be the months that set up the rest of your life. They will be the months that prepare you for like Saul, for a life you never dreamed you could have. Like Saul, for a life you never even knew was possible. For a role you never thought you'd sit in. For something that you never thought you'd qualify for. I pray that these next six months you would be like Saul at his beginning. Where he literally was given a throne that had never existed before. That means he got an opportunity. And why did he get that opportunity? Because he was consistent. Come on, y'all pray for me. He was consistent. After the, his father loses his donkeys, he's consistent to go through the process and the journey to find them. And Father, we thank you that while the dream might be free, the, the process has a price. It's called consistency. While the idea may be free, the process to get it into uh, into uh, fruition, ideas are easy. Implementation sometimes is going to require consistency, and that consistency will be challenged. But even when we are challenged, we will remain motivated now. In the name of Jesus, these next six months, come on, every platform, I need you to just speak that. These next six months, come on, these next six months. Listen, why do you say six months? Because you still have the rest of July. August, September, October, November, December. That is six months. These next six months, these next six months, I need you to keep speaking that thing, will be your best six months of life ever. Will be your best six months of life ever. Will be your best six months of life ever. Come on, Stephanie. Come on, Malcolm. Come on, Kristen. Come on, Sharon. Come on, Marissa. Come on, Brad. Come on, Cobetta. Come on, Shantavia. Come on here. Come on, Jackie. Let's go. Come on, Jackie Ray. Come on. Come on, Bronze. Come on. These next six months. These next six months. These next six months. Come on, Sheena. Come on, Danny. These next six months will be your best six months of life ever. 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 All right? Listen. All right? We, we, we covered... Uh, and if you're just coming in, do me a favor, like this video. Tell me where you're watching from. Every Monday night, we gather together for one hour to pray. Y'all, we're halfway done. We're halfway done. Can I encourage some of you, um, not some of you, all of you, to make this um, to make this a part of your life? What do I mean by that? Build this into your calendar. Um, set this hour aside. Jesus said it like this. He said um, to those who were close to me, he said, could you not pray with me for one hour? Literally, um, this whole concept of praying for an hour is powerful because we see Jesus in his most defining moment. Hey, Nolan's, Nola, Nolan, Nolan's. Um, we see Jesus in one of his most defining moments. What does he do? He prays for one hour. Um, and Peter, James, and John, he literally gets an attitude with them because he's like, you monks couldn't even pray with me for an hour. I want to encourage you, for most of you, this is the longest consecutive time of the week you're going to pray. And I don't say that shady or side-eyed or nothing like that. What I'm saying is let's make it count. Let's make it matter. So set this hour aside. Let's spend this time together because you need to be around some people 
that uh, watch me that can build you up that can encourage you you need when you pray you don't just need to prayer hear me is a dialogue prayer is not a monologue that's why when we pray i give you revelation because when we pray god responds when we pray god responds i love it yola says i've been on here for nearly a year so excited to hear that all right here's the next thing we're going to pray for um procrastination um, how many of you, and be 100% honest with me, you cannot heal from what you're not real about. If you deny that something is there, you can never heal it. How many of you be honest that sometimes you procrastinate? Wait a minute. Sometimes you procrastinate. What is procrastination? It is putting off what needs to be done now. It is putting off what needs to be done now. It is putting off what needs to be done now. Wait a minute wave at me come on Quilla says this hour is so important yes it is yes it is all right come on i see your hands 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 yes i do someone says me 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 i see your hands. all right um there's several reasons that we can procrastinate and we're going to cover these reasons in prayer um why do we pray about something that we can do ourselves one we're going to ask god to give us grace what is grace God is when God, God graces when God adds his super to our natural. Um, the truth is, not procrastinating is a decision. It's a decision. So we're going to pray that you make the decision. Um, but the truth is, sometimes there are certain decisions we need God to intervene and give his super to our natural to make. Let me give you an example of this in scripture with the story that I've been teaching all this month in the series, Summer Songs. And if you don't have our app, get our app so you can get caught up with the series we've been in at Harvest Church, all right? Listen to this. Um, the Bible, Saul's nature, Saul was an insecure, fearful, um, low self-esteem type of guy. That's, that's the truth about who he was. We see that he was insecure. When Samuel begins to tell him, hey, Samuel's the man of God. When Samuel says to him, hey, you're gonna be king. Um, you're the hope of all Israel. What does Samuel say? Why are you speaking to me like this? Why are you talking to me like this? Like, this is so much bigger than me. Don't talk to me like this. Listen, man, I'm just trying to find my father's cars. It, essentially, I'm just trying to go be the valet. I'm not trying to run the kingdom. I'm just trying to run the cars. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to do that. He's an insecure man. He's also fearful. Um, literally, when it's time for him to be anointed and appointed king, what happens? The Bible says that he's in hiding. He hides amongst the baggage. Um, he's fearful. He's like, I don't want to be in front of everybody like this. Like, I'm not used to this. I'm not, I don't really like this. I don't like this attention. Um, and, and let me just throw this in here for some of you all. For many of you all, um, what you're called to do doesn't rest in your comfort zone. I want to hit that in prayer real fast. Because some of you all, here's what people have told you, and they're totally wrong. Well, pursue your passion. Wrong. W-R-O-N-G. And I need you to say aura, just like I said. Wrong. That is the worst advice anyone could ever tell somebody. Well, just go after your passion. That's just crazy. That's just, that's just crazy. That's lunacy. That is nowhere in the scripture. How many of you, you've been told that? Oh, just pursue your passion. Go after what you're passionate about. Go after what you love to do. That is nuts. That's not in the Bible. That is not in the Bible. W-R-O-N-G. That is not in the scripture. Nowhere does the Bible say pursue your passion. Go after your passion. Go after what you love to do. 
It does not. You want to know why? Because you're only passionate about what you think you're good at. If you get good at something else, you then develop a passion for it. Nowhere in the scripture does it say that. Jesus made it very clear. Father, it is possible. Let this cup pass for me. In other words, what my assignment is, I don't want to do it. I do not want to have to. I understand the assignment, but I don't want to do the assignment. Nevertheless, not my will, your will be done. Not my will, your will be done. Can I give you a couple more examples of this? We're going to cover that in prayer, too, and then we're going to get to procrastination. Peter, or excuse me, Paul. Paul was a highfalutin, well-educated, wealthy Hebrew. A highfalutin, well-educated, let me throw in some words, bougie Hebrew. Okay? Who is he called to? You ready for me? He's called to, to the hood. I'm going to modernize it for you. He is called to non-bougie, non-highfalutin, uneducated Greeks. Y'all are not talking to me in these comments. I just need y'all to hear me. Because sometimes, listen, the worst thing you can be told is go after what you're passionate about. That's just the worst advice. That is not scripture. That is not scripture. That is not scripture. People, I'm just going after my passion. Oh my God, you're going to ruin your life. You're going to ruin your life in that. I don't know who needs to hear this. Who am I talking to right now? Where there's some decisions and you, you were kind of teetering and this just spoke to that decision way back me. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that we would not succumb to a teaching of the world that suggests that our passion should supersede and go beyond purpose that you placed on the inside of us. But I pray that tonight, God, that we would do what you created us to do, not just what we decided is something we'd like to do. That we would do what you built us to do, not what we decided that you created us to do. Often what we're called to do is outside of the realm of our comfort zone. It's outside of the realm of what we like to do. It's outside of the realm of what we love to do. And I declare that in these second half, these next six months, that we will do our assignment. We will do what we were created to do. We will do what we were purposed to do in Jesus' name. Now, let me be clear. That doesn't mean that you don't, that if, if you're passionate about something, that that's not what you're also created and called to do. That doesn't mean that. It just means that cannot be the barometer in which you determine what you're going to do. It cannot be. It cannot be. My normal nature, my, my, my previous normal nature, y'all believe it or not, was very shy. Was very shy. You put me on a stage, I would come alive. But with people, I'd be like, whoa, 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 you know? That kind of thing. And then if you've ever been around me, you know, I, I'm I'm the life of the environment. I'm hugging everybody, loving on everybody, talking to everybody, having a good time with people. But that was not my normal nature. What I was called to do required me to come out of my comfort zone. Saul, the same thing. I pray that you come out of your comfort zone in these next six months. God, do not let us stay in our comfort zone because that is often an indication that we've not tapped into our call. Do not let us stay in our comfort zone, but I pray that we would tap into what we are called and created to do. That is called our assignment. And in these next six months, we will do our assignment. In these next six months, we will do our assignment. I need everybody who believes in these next six months, you're going to do what you were created to do. Put a praise on the screen. Father, 
We're going to do what we were created to do. I need somebody to put a face on the screen for me. I need somebody to do a hands up emoji for me. Do a clapping emoji for me. Do a yes, Lord emoji for me. You will do what you were created to do. It's called your assignment. It's called your assignment. All right. All right. We jaywalked over there. Let's get back. Um, Saul's normal nature. Saul's normal nature um, was that he was insecure. He was fearful. Um, that was his nature. Um, he goes through this process. He goes through this process. He meets Samuel. He's anointed. He's appointed king. Um, and, and the reality is, watch me. Um, there is this thing about Saul where we're talking about the grace that we need to not procrastinate. Because to not procrastinate is a what? It's a decision. It's a decision. So why are we praying about something we can decide to do? Just giving you context for where we're at. Because sometimes we need God to give us grace. Thank you, John. We need God to give us grace to help us with what we need to do. We need something supernatural to help us do what we got to do in the natural. And because that was Saul's nature, Saul was not a very aggressive guy. Saul was not a very make it happen type of guy. He was not a, I'm finna, he was not this type of dude. He was not an alpha style male. He was very beta. He was not an alpha. Right? And there's nothing wrong with that. This is not, this is not who he was. All right. He was much more like, I'll just kind of chill out back here and y'all go deal with it. Look at Goliath. How is it? He the king and, and David's like, I'll go fight him. And he's like, yeah, y'all go let David fight him. Are you joking? And then he, then he even takes his armor off and says, in other words, I ain't going to fight this dude. You fight him, Dave. Hey, you fight him. He was not that type of guy. He was not a I wish somebody would type of guy. All right. And I'm not knocking that. This is not who he was. But the scripture says that the spirit of the Lord came upon him powerfully. And what happened? And when the spirit of the Lord came upon him powerfully, one time it says he became another man. Another time it says it, he got very angry and God literally turned him into somebody he needed to be. So he do what he needed to do. What am I trying to say to you tonight, prayer, is that when it comes to procrastination, yes, it's a natural thing. It's a decision you and I need to make to not procrastinate. But we're going to need the spirit of God to come on us tonight. Come on, y'all, to stop putting off what we've been putting off. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? You're going to need the spirit of God to come on you. And even though your nature may be to put it off and now I'll deal with it next week and I'll deal with it uh, next month and I'll talk to them later. I need you to have uh, the spirit of the Lord to come upon you tonight so that you handle what you would normally procrastinate about. Y'all got it? Let's go. Father, in Jesus name, just like you did for Saul. The spirit of the Lord came upon him and he became another man. The spirit of the Lord came upon him and you used his anger to make him take action. So tonight, God, we prayed that the spirit of the Lord would come upon us and cause us to take action and no longer procrastinate. We need your super God. To our natural so that we will not procrastinate. We need your super to our natural, so we will not put off what we need to deal with. And I pray that this week, Father, we would even see things that we have put off for months, 
things that we have put off for years that we would get it done this week. I need you to put this on the screen. I think Friday is the 22nd. Y'all know two is the biblical number of witness. Father, in Jesus' name, somebody tell me what Friday is. I think it's the 22nd. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray that by the time we get to 722.22, that we will have seen things that we have put off done that we will have checked things off of our list, that we will have made things, it's the 22nd, thank you, that we will have uh, accomplished things that we have been delaying for years, delaying for months, that it will be done by 722.22. Seven is the biblical number of completion. 22 is the biblical number of witness. Two and two and two and two and two. We are going to witness completion. We will get things done. Projects that have been held up, we declared that they would no longer be held up because of us. So we decide tonight no more procrastination. We decide tonight no more procrastination. We decide tonight no more procrastination. And God, we it's not just on us. It is on you to come upon us tonight for this entire week and the entire second half of this year, these next six months, to cause us not to procrastinate. I need you to type in the, in the comments any area, or you can get as specific as you want to get, or you know you've been procrastinating. Get as specific as you want to get wherever you're at. Drop it in the comments because I'm about to cover it. Everything you drop in the comments, I'm going to cover it. Everything you drop in the comments, I'm going to cover it. So I see real estate tests. Come on, come on. I need you to drop it in the comments, whatever it is. It, however detailed you want to get. If I was you, I'd be as detailed as you want. Because when I pray over this, 1 Samuel 319 is going to hit. And the Lord was with the man of God and did not let one of his words fall to the ground. Go into the gym. I pray you get the membership and I pray you go. I pray you have the membership and I pray you go. And I pray you go consistently. I pray that you have a motivation to go. Father, I cover every single thing that is being listed right now on every single platform. In Jesus' name. And I decree and declare, Father, that they would see progress, notable progress, if not complete and total completion by 722-22. By 722-22. By 722-22. This week, this week, this week, y'all better talk to me. This week, this week. We thank you that we will see progress and that it will not be delayed because of us. Agreements that we need to review, we'll get them reviewed and we'll get them done. Decisions we got to make, we'll get them done by 722.22. And I rebuke the enemy that would try to talk anybody out of it. And I rebuke procrastination and I rebuke delay. And I even rebuke pride that would say, I can put it off until next month. Uh-uh. We come against the spirit of pride tonight. What a spirit, mindset. We come against the mentality of pride. No, we will not operate in pride. Instead, we will get it done. In Jesus' name we pray. I just heard the Lord say this. Um, for somebody, uh, there's, there's literally some paperwork that you need to get done. And, and I hear this loud and clear. And you need to get it done within the next 24 hours because you're going to have a payout by 722.22. I don't know who that's for. I can't see a name. I can't see the papers. I don't know who that's for. 
Um, but I need you to get that done within 24 hours. Who am I talking to? I need you to wave at me, whatever platform you're on. Who am I talking to? Who am I talking to? Um, I need you to wave at me. You literally will have a payout. You literally will have a payout. You need to get it done within 24 hours. You will have a payout by 722.22. Follow these instructions, please. Please, First Samuel 319, and the Lord is with the man of God. Bishop, I've heard that before. You ain't heard me say First Samuel 319. It ain't me. It's the God of me. First Samuel 319, and the Lord was with the man of God. He did not let one word fall to, his ground, to the ground. All right, I need you to do that. Do that for yourself. And then when you get that payout on Friday, pay your tithes, send an offering, and then put your praise report in. All right? Listen, it's 7.50. We've only got... Uh, we've only got, while well, somebody says filling out scholarship paperwork because I'm listening to prayer. Come on here. Um, listen, we've only got about 10 minutes left in prayer. Um, one of the reasons that we sometimes procrastinate, and I want to cover a few, few of the reasons. Pride is one of them. Pride says that I can put off till, till, till later. We covered that. Here's the second reason that sometimes we procrastinate. You ready? It's what I preached about yesterday. Grief. Grief. Sometimes we procrastinate because we're grieving. And when we're grieving, we don't make good decisions, literally. And you got to go watch the message, listen to the podcast. Your decision making is literally like slow down. Um, like it literally takes you forever to decide to do anything. Has anybody experienced that? Has anybody experienced that? Come on, Yoli, Yoli, tell them, Yoli. Listen. All right. There was just 10 minutes left. That's all right. We got the replay. Um, listen to me. Sometimes it's because we're grieving. And so our mentality, our cognitive processing, it just gets slowed down. And I can attest to this. There are things that literally would sit. And I'm not even that type of person. I am not a person that likes things to sit. God of that. Um, but when you're in the midst of grief, sometimes your cognitive, you just move, your mind just moves slow. And you're not moving, at a, and so you're procrastinating because you're like, I don't even know what to do about it. And then once you once you actually get past that thing, you're like, oh, well, I only have to say this. I only need to say four words. I only need to say yes or no or up or down, left or right. I want to pray that your grief not cause you to procrastinate. And here's the second part, and that your grief not cause you to make bad decisions. Father, tonight in Jesus' name, I pray that grief would not be a source of our procrastination. No, I pray that grief would not even be uh, an issue for us because our declaration is your word. You said that you have borne our griefs. You said in your word that you have borne our griefs and you have taken them away. You have literally taken them away. And so tonight, God, we thank you for that. I pray that we would not, grief would not be a source of procrastination for us. That grief would not be a source, it's Isaiah 53 and 4, that grief would not be a source of delay for us because we can't get the thoughts out because we're, we're worried about this, we're worried about this, we're worried about that, we're worried about this, we're worried about that. I pray that grief would not cause us to procrastinate, that grief would not cause us to make bad decisions. I pray, God, that you order every step and you order every decision in these next six months let our decisions be the best decision. Let our decisions be the God decision. Let our decision be the right decision. I pray that grief would not cause us to go off 
that grief would not cause us to go the wrong direction, that grief would not cause us to go left when we need to go right, that grief would not cause us to act a fool, that grief would not cause us to have unnecessary loss. Order every step. You said, God, that you are the God that delights in the details. You delight in the details of us. And for this, we say thank you that you order our steps, that you delight in our details. And we thank you for that now in Jesus' name. I see you over here. You mentioned um, you lost your mother in 2014 to breast cancer and the enemy tried to slow you down. I pray that the slowdown, you make up for it in these next six months. That's my prayer for you. That in these next six months, that you would make up for it. That you would make up for it. That you would make up for it. Um, listen, because we got to wrap up. The, the last thing I want to cover, and I didn't get to everything I wanted to, but that's cool. That's why we are here every Monday night. That's why we got every day to pray. Last thing I want to cover in prayer tonight, y'all. Um, sometimes we procrastinate. You ready? Because we are afraid of failing. We are afraid to start because we're afraid of how it might go. How many of you can be honest with me tonight that there is some, and my hand is up first that there are some things that you have procrastinated on because you were afraid of how it might go. You were afraid of how it might work or not work or not be beneficial. And sometimes, you ready? The worst fear of failure is after you've had great success at something. Wave at me. Wave at me. I see several hands over here on IG. I see several hands on IG. Where y'all at on the other platforms? My comments are delayed. My comments are like, all right, I see several hands there. All right, all right, come on. Harvest IG, all y'all. Okay, I see some hands. I'm gonna say y'all, y'all, y'all. Um, listen, David took Goliath down, and David was like, oh, 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 oh. I am David. That wasn't his only giant. His next giant was this man named uh, Ishbi Banab. Ishbi Banab. Um, what a name, right? Like, what was your mama doing? Um, Ishbi Banab. And when he fought that giant, this giant made Goliath look like, like regular. This giant talked about all these extra digits he had and all these extra tools and, and spears and all this stuff he had. Like this giant, this giant made Goliath look like a regular dude. He made him look like a square. You hear me? Um, but... <laughs> But Ishbibanab was a whole other beast. And what was crazy, when David fought Goliath, David was prepared, but he had no experience. After David has the experience of winning, it creates a fear of failure in him. So that now when he faces Ishbibanab, he needs help. And you know who helps him? This man named Abishai. Let me be your Abishai tonight. Come on here. Let me be your Abishai tonight. Um, you cannot be afraid to fail. You cannot be afraid to start because you're afraid you won't finish. And let me be your Abishai tonight. Scripture says, let me give it to you. But Abishai, but Abishai came and had. Uh oh. All right, you all. I apologize there. I don't know what's going on. I have the highest internet you can possibly get, and the thing just went black. All right. Um, Abishai came and helped him. Um, how many of you 
if you're honest, if you're honest, if you're honest, that even though you're strong, you you need you need you need a push. Wait at me. You need a push. You need a push. You're strong, but you need a push. Wave at me. Wherever at, you're strong, but you need a push. You need a push. Right, y'all. I see it. I see it. I see that it froze. I know. I know. I know. Thank you. It should be back now. Thank y'all. I don't know why, but it should be back. Um, you need a push. Second Samuel, twenty-one seventeen. Second Samuel twenty-one seventeen. It says, "But Abishai ran to David's aid, and he took down the Philistine and killed him." Tonight, I want to be your Abishai to help you with this. Um, can I get you to tag somebody that you know needs some help too? Can you tag them if you know how to do that? If you don't know how to tag them, if you don't know how to tag them, just type their name or their initials. Just type their name or their initials. It's like, look, I, I just need a little help. I need a little help. I'm strong. I can fight, but I just need a little help. A little help. Father, in Jesus' name, tonight, just like David needed Abishai to step in and to help him to take down that second giant. Father, and it wasn't his last shot, but Father, I pray that tonight, that in the spirit, that I would be the Abishai, that we collectively together would be the Abishai to help every person that is dealing with a fear of failure tonight. And I pray that that fear would not grip them. I pray that that fear would not arrest them. I pray that that fear would not shut them down. But I pray that tonight in the name of Jesus, Father, that the help they need, that they get it right here and right now from prayer. And Father, every person that's being tagged right now, let them know that they're being tagged because the person that tagged them wants them to know that they've got help. They've got spiritual backup. They are not out here by themselves. They are not fighting this giant by themselves. They're not dealing with this challenge by themselves but that they have backup. And I pray that tonight, that same spirit that was in Abishai, that came to God Almighty, that same spirit that came to David's aid when he needed it because of a fear of failure and because David was tired. I pray God that that same spirit of Abishai, that it be released right now in prayer it be released right now in prayer. And Father, I pray that you would send that push, that you would send that support. I pray that even right now where they felt heavy, that that heaviness would lift. Where they felt overwhelmed, that that feeling of being overwhelmed, that it would lift. Where they feel like they cannot do it, that that feeling would lift. Where they are afraid of it not going right, that that feeling would lift. And I pray, God, that you would exceed their expectations, that you would do exceedingly abundantly above the, all they ask or think. We release the spirit of Abishai. Come on, y'all. A-B-I-S-H-A-I. Can I get a few of you to type that? We released the spirit of Abishai tonight. He ran to David's aid. He ran to David's aid and he struck the Philistine. He struck at Ishbibanah and knocked that man to the ground. I prayed on and killed him. That tonight, Father, even this week, as we prayed for productivity and no procrastination by 722 22, 
that the spirit of Abishai, that it would be with us all this week. Y'all better come on. That that mentality of Abishai, that the help we need would come, that the encouragement we need would come, that the uh, uh, that the uh, release we need would come, that the check we need somebody to write would come, that the, the money we need somebody to release would come, that the decision we need somebody to make would come, that the support we need somebody to give would come, that you turn in the heart of somebody in our favor that it would come. And we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, we got to go. It is 8.02. We are out of time. Here's what I want to do. If prayer blessed you tonight, I want you to sow. And I want everybody to sow tonight. I'm sowing. I never ask you to do what I don't do. And I want to tie it right there to that scripture, 2 Samuel 21, 17. So whatever you sow, put those numbers in it, 21, 17. So you need $21.17. You're going to do $211.70. You're going to do $2,170. Whatever you sow, put those numbers in it. And here's literally what you're going to name this seed tonight, your Abishai seed. This is your help. 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 That spirit is of Abishai is going to be with you all week. What do you mean by that, Bishop? Spirit, mentality, mindset. You got help. And so tonight, I pray that prayer gives you what you need. And then all this week that the message gives you what you need. Prayer gives you what you need. You go into your job and somebody don't even love the Lord. They don't say something that you need to hear. That you would get the help that you need this week. All right. Whatever you sow tonight, you're going to tie it to 2 Samuel 21, 17. And you're going to call it your Abishai seed. A-B-I-S-H-A-I. All right. How can you sow? You can use the cash app. Dollar sign Bishop Foreman with the number two. You can use PayPal. Venmo, Zelle, Givelify, all of that's available. The key email for that is hello at Harvest Search, that church. In addition to that, if you're already connected to Harvest, you can use text to give, or you can also use, of course, our website to give, which is harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Last thing I want to do tonight, if you're on prayer tonight, you're not a Christian. This is your opportunity to come to the Lord. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful. This is your opportunity to come back to the Lord. And, and secondly, somebody says already sold. Amen. And then secondly, uh, if you are um, if you are far from God, you know, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure. If you need to become a Christian for the first time, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. I want you to be sure. God bless you. I see some of you saying already so. God bless you for your seed. I cover your seed, and I pray for your seed. You all know Harvest and I have a financial anointing, financial increases on the house, and so I cover your seed, all right, in prayer. Um, listen. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure, wherever you're at, on the count of three, do that hand wave emoji or say it's me. One, no guilt, no condemnation, no saying. One, two, three, if that's you, respond right now. If you become a Christian for the first time, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. Just do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. Whatever platform you're on, whatever platform you're on, nobody's going to judge you, nobody's going to beat you up, nobody's going to throw you down. Also, too, over here on Instagram, you can use the badges to sew, too. Actually, too. On the Harvest Search Instagram, you can use badges now, too. The badges over here, too. Um, the button should be on there somewhere for you to do that. Listen, you become a Christian, recommit yourself a little, or be sure. Do that hand wave emoji or say it's me. Wherever you are at, do that hand wave emoji or say it's me. I'm going to count you down. Five. I'm waiting on you. Four. Three. God's coming to get you tonight. Don't miss your moment. Two. One. We're waiting on you. Waiting on you. Everybody, pray this with me. Everybody pray this to me. But so why do you do that countdown like that? Because for some, that countdown 
it helps to arrest them in that moment so that they respond. Uh, it's no pressure, but you always want to make sure that we always give people the opportunity to come to the Lord. All right, everybody pray this way. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian. Give me the grace to walk this life out. I'm sure that we're good from this day forward. In Jesus' name. Amen. I see you over here on Instagram. I see you over here on one of the Facebook pages. I see you, and I've got digital ambassadors on every platform. I got you. If you're going to need you to do, text the word decision to 877-552-4746. Here's the second thing I need you to do. Make a decision to be consistent. Um, when you shoot that text, we're going to shoot you a message called What Next? Listen to that message, and I'm literally going to walk you through what you need to do next to walk out your new relationship with the Lord. All right, tomorrow night at 9 o'clock Mountain, um, 11 o'clock Eastern, I'm going to give you a preview of Wednesday Night Live Bible Study. Also tomorrow during the day, make sure that um, you have our app, make sure that you're connected on all of our socials. I'm going to be go going live tomorrow during the day to uh, prophesy um, and speak into the uh, lives of individuals, all right? So make sure you stay connected for that. Um, I will, when I go live, when it pops up, that's when I'm going to go live and I'm going to do that tomorrow during the day, all right? Love you guys. I pray that you have an amazing night. Uh, pray that you have an amazing night um, and I will see you tomorrow again. So, and whatever you sow, and I want to push everybody to sow. I'm going to sow as soon as I get off. The thing didn't keep doing this little freeze thing on my iPad. I would do it right now, but I don't want it to mess nothing up. Um, but whatever you so tied to 2 Samuel 21 and 17. But Abishai, the son of Zerurah, I love you too, the son of Zerurah helped him and struck the Philistine and killed him. But Abishai, the son of Zeruiah, helped him. But Abishai helped him. Jesus, that's so powerful to me. Here David is this great king, this great man, this prophet, this psalmist, this minstrel, and even he needed help. It's okay for you to need help. And guess what? You got Abishai released tonight. All this week, the help you need is going to manifest every day for you. All right? Love you guys. Have an amazing night. Shalom. All right. Love y'all. Love y'all over IG. Shalom to you. Love you all. Apologize again for it freezing. I don't know why I did that. Um, I shouldn't do that. But thank you for staying connected. Make sure you share if you haven't already shared. Love you. Shalom. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions. And it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase. And no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ah. Feel the woe with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. 